Hello and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is still true and directly related to our lives today. If you would like to know more about what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope that you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. Like our Messiah, every author of the Bible was Hebrew and kept and practiced the Torah, the law of God. This daily walk in the Torah would include obedience to the dietary instructions, the wearing of seat seats, the observing of the Sabbath, circumcision, and other commandments long forgotten by mainstream Christianity, as such observance has been labeled to be Jewish and no longer part of the faith. This is not an attack on mainstream Christianity. This is not a promotion of a new religion. We are simply exposing the dichotomy of what was believed and practiced by those who wrote the Bible and what many of those who claim to follow the Bible believe and practice. It wasn't long before Paul's letters began to be misunderstood. His letters were used to teach that our Messiah changed the law of God by removing some of the commandments that our Creator considered to be rather important. Peter explains this well. 2 Peter chapter 3, And count the patience of our Lord as salvation, just as our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you according to the wisdom given him, as he does in all his letters, when he speaks in them of these matters. There are some things in them that are hard to understand, which the ignorant and unstable twist to their own destruction, as they do the other scriptures. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you're not carried away with the air of lawless people and lose your own stability. Faith is what we believe, and not just what we believe, but what we believe to such an extent that it impacts our behavior. What we believe regarding which parts of the Bible we believe to be true for His people today will directly dictate how we observe our faith. For example, for those who believe that the instructions found in Leviticus 11 are truth, will practice the dietary instructions. For those who believe that Leviticus 11 has been abolished by our Messiah, or believe such instructions are only for the Jews, then the evidence of observing Leviticus 11 would not be present in their walk. So today we see a sharp contrast between the faith believed by and consequently evidenced in the lives of those who wrote the Bible and those who claim to believe everything written in the Bible. When did this happen? When did those in the faith start to look different than the way our Messiah practiced, than the way the apostles practiced, different than the way that Paul practiced? As we just read, Peter seems to suggest that the initial phase of this separation began rather early. He said that people began producing lawless ways based on their misunderstanding of Paul's letters, thus causing them to issue this warning. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 17. You therefore, beloved, knowing this beforehand, take care that you are not carried away with the air of lawless people and lose your own stability. The thing that is really interesting to point out is that the early Christian leaders did not hide this change. They fully admitted that they began to distance themselves from what the authors of the New Testament practiced. They were distancing themselves from a very specific group. Our Messiah, Paul, Stephen, and every author of the Bible were called Nazarenes. 
the sect of the way. Acts 24, verse 5. For we have found this man, referring to Paul, a plague, one who stirs up riots among all the Jews throughout the world and is a ringleader in the sect of the Nazarenes. This group practiced and believed and taught everything in the Bible as truth and relevant to everyone in the faith. Paul defines what it means to be a ringleader of the Nazarenes a few verses later. Acts 24, 14. But this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, I worship the God of our fathers, believing everything laid down by the law and written in the prophets. Ironically, Paul used to persecute those who claimed to be of the way. Acts chapter 9. But Saul, still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and asked him for letters to the synagogues at Damascus, so that if he found any belonging to the way, men or women, he might bring them bound to Jerusalem. Early Christian leaders admit to separating themselves from the beliefs and the ways of the Nazarenes and instead created a new label with new beliefs. They invented a concept that made Gentile Christians into one box that do not observe the whole Torah and the way of the Nazarenes into another box that do observe the whole Torah. Here is a short list of some of the examples of those in the Bible that would fall into the bucket of being the way of Nazarenes in the first century. Yeshua, or Jesus, our Messiah, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, James, Peter, Paul, etc. Here's the known list of the authors of the Bible that did not observe the whole Torah in the faith. None. This idea or belief that those in the faith were to no longer observe the Torah, as Moses wrote, as everyone else taught and practiced, was an admitted invention of early Christian leadership. This means that the Bible did not teach that the law of God changed. It means that men made it up so that they would not appear Jewish. Don't believe us? They even admit to it. The fourth century church father, Epiphanius, gives us a detailed description of this. But these sectarians did not call themselves Christians, but Nazarenes. However, they are simply complete Jews. They use not only the New Testament, but the Old Testament as well, as the Jews do. They have no different ideas, but confess everything exactly as the law proclaims it and in the Jewish fashion, except for their belief in Messiah, if you please. For they acknowledge both the resurrection of the dead and the divine creation of all things, and declare that God is one, and that His Son is Yeshua, the Messiah. They are trained to a nicety in Hebrew. For among them, the entire law, the prophets, and the writings are read in Hebrew, as they surely are by the Jews. They are different from the Jews and different from the Christians, only in the following. They disagree with Jews because they have come to faith in Messiah. But since they are still fettered by the law, circumcision, the Sabbath, and the rest, they are not in accord with Christians. They are nothing but Jews. They have good news according to Matthew in its entirety in Hebrew. For it is clear that they still preserve this in the Hebrew alphabet as it was originally written. We learn the following things. Number one, the Nazarenes, as Paul said he was, kept the whole word of God. They did not change the law of God. Number two, 
the Nazarenes profess to believe and follow our Messiah, Yeshua. Take a moment and reflect on the significance of this. The supposed church fathers made an admitted intentional departure from the faith walked by those in the New Testament. Paul was called the leader of the Nazarenes. This means that not only Paul kept and practiced the Torah, but all who followed Paul and was discipled by Paul also studied and observed the Torah. Jerome, in the fourth century, described these Nazarenes as those who accept Messiah in such a way that they do not cease to observe the old law. In a letter to Augustine, Jerome makes an amazing admission concerning the Nazarenes. The matter in debate, therefore, or I should rather say your opinion regarding it, is summed up in this, that since the preaching of the gospel of Christ, the believing Jews do well in observing the precepts of the law, i.e., in offering sacrifices, as Paul did, in circumcising their children, as Paul did in the case of Timothy, and keeping the Jewish Sabbath, as all the Jews have been accustomed to do. If this be true, we fall into the heresy of those who, though believing in Christ, were anathematized by the fathers for this one error, that they mixed up the ceremonies of the law with the gospel of Christ, and professed their faith in that which was new, without letting go what was old. In our own day, there exists a sect among the Jews throughout all the synagogues of the East, which is called the sect of the Minions, and is even condemned by the Pharisees. The adherents to this sect are known commonly as Nazarenes. They believe in Christ, the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, and they say that he who suffered under Pontius Pilate and rose again is the same as the one whom we believe. But while they desire to be both Jews and Christians, they are neither the one or the other. I therefore beseech you, who think that you are called upon to heal my slight wound, which is no more, so to speak, than a prick or scratch from a needle, to devote your skill in the healing art to this grievous wound, which has been opened up by a spear driven home with the impetus of a javelin. For there is surely no proportion between the culpability of him who exhibits the various opinions held by the fathers in commentary on Scripture, and the guilt of him who reintroduces within the church a most pestilential heresy. If, however, there is for us no alternative but to receive the Jews into the church, along with the usages prescribed by their law, if, in short, it shall be declared lawful for them to continue in the churches of Christ what they have been accustomed to practice in the synagogues of Satan, I will tell you my opinion of the matter. They will not become Christians. They will make us Jews. Jerome repeats Augustine's saying of the Nazarenes, Since the preaching of the gospel of Christ, the believing Jews do well in observing the precepts of the law, i.e., in offering sacrifices, as Paul did, in circumcising their children, as Paul did in the case of Timothy, and keeping the Jewish Sabbath, as all the Jews have been accustomed to do. Jerome responds, saying of the Nazarenes, Though believing in Christ, they were anathematized by the church fathers for this one error, that they mixed up the ceremonies of the law with the gospel of Christ, and professed their faith in that which was new, without letting go what was old. In other words, Augustine and Jerome tell us that the Nazarene doctrine that teaches that the Torah should still be observed began with the preaching of Christ. And this was the doctrine kept by Paul. 
but that of the early leaders of Christianity declared this to be an error and a heresy. In other words, Augustine and Jerome tell us that the Nazarene doctrine, that the Torah should still be observed, began with the preaching of Christ and as the doctrine kept by Paul. But the church fathers of Christianity declared this to be an error and a heresy. Yes, a heresy, despite the fact that this is what Yeshua practiced and taught, as well as Paul and every author of the Bible. So according to those who are often called the church fathers, Nazarene Judaism began with the Messiah and Paul, and Gentile Christianity began when the Nazarene faith was rejected as an heir by the church fathers. Thus, there are two options presented before us, two possible paths. We can believe the doctrine of the supposed church fathers that labeled what Paul taught and practiced as well as our Messiah, as heresy. Or, we can simply believe what the authors of the Bible practiced, taught, and wrote as part of our faith. The new religious inventions of men, or the eternal, unchanging word, exampled by our Messiah. We hope that this teaching has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. It is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.